section 41 of fairy tales from hans christian anderson this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by michelle furlong fairy tales from hans christian anderson translated by miss edgar lucas the swineherd there was once a poor prince he had only quite a tiny kingdom but it was big enough to allow him to marry and he was bent upon marrying now it certainly was rather bold of him to say to the emperor's daughter will you have me he did however venture to say so for his name was known far and wide and there were hundreds of princesses who would have said yes and thank you kindly but see if she would just let us hear about it a rose tree grew on the grave of the prince's father it was such a beautiful rose tree it only bloomed every fifth year and then only bore one blossom but what a rose that was by merely smelling it one forgot all one's cares and sorrows then he had a nightingale which sang as if every lovely melody in the world dwelt in her little throat this rose and this nightingale were to be given to the princess so they were put into great silver caskets and sent to her the emperor had them carried before him into the great hall where the princess was playing at visiting with her ladies-in-waiting they had nothing else to do when she saw the caskets with the gifts she clasped her hands with delight if only it were a little pussy-cat said she but there was the lovely rose oh how exquisitely it is made said all the ladies-in-waiting it is more than beautiful said the emperor it is neat but the princess touched it and then she was ready to cry fie papa she said it is not made it is a real one fie said all the ladies-in-waiting it is a real one well let us see what there is in the other casket before we get angry said the emperor and out came the nightingale it sang so beautifully that at first no one could find anything to say against it superb charmant said the ladies-in-waiting for they all had a smattering of french one spoke it worse than the other how oh, that bird reminds me of our lamented empress's music-box said an old courtier ah yes they are the same tunes and the same beautiful execution so they are said the emperor and he cried like a little child i should hardly think it could be a real one said the princess yes it is a real one said those who had brought it oh let that bird fly away then said the princess and she would not hear of allowing the prince to come but he was not to be crushed he stained his face brown and black and pressing his cap over his eyes he knocked at the door good morning emperor said he can i be taken into service in the palace well there are so many wishing to do that said the emperor but let me see yes i need somebody to look after the pigs for we have so many of them so the prince was made imperial swineherd a horrid little room was given to him near the pigsties and here he had to live 
He sat busily at work all day, and by the evening he had made a beautiful little cooking pot. It had bells all round it, and when the pot boiled, they tinkled delightfully and played the old tune. Ach, du lieber Augustin, all east west week. Alas, dear Augustine, all is lost, lost. But the greatest charm of all about it was that by holding one's finger in the steam, one could immediately smell all the dinners that were being cooked at every stove in the town. Now this was a very different matter from a rose. The princess came walking along with all her ladies-in-waiting, and when she heard the tune, she stopped and looked pleased, for she could play Ach du lieber Augustine herself. It was her only tune, and she could only play it with one finger. Why, that is my tune, she said. This must be a cultivated swinehood. Go and ask him what the instrument costs. So one of the ladies-in-waiting had to go into his room, but she put her pattens on first. How much do you want for the pot? she asked. I must have ten kisses from the princess, said the swineherd. Heaven preserve us, said the lady. I won't take less, said the swineherd. Well, what does he say? asked the princess. I really cannot tell you, said the lady-in-waiting. It is so shocking. Then you must whisper it. And she whispered it. He is a wretch, said the princess, and went away at once. But she had only gone a little way when she heard the bells tinkling beautifully. Ach, du lieber Augustine. Go and ask him if he will take ten kisses from the ladies-in-waiting. No, thank you, said the swineherd. Ten kisses from the princess, or I keep my pot. How tiresome it is, said the princess. Then you will have to stand round me, so that no one may see. So the ladies-in-waiting stood round her and spread out their skirts, while the swineherd took his ten kisses. And then the pot was hers. What a delight it was to them. The pot was kept on the boil day and night. They knew what was cooking on every stove in the town, from the chamberlains to the shoemakers. The ladies-in-waiting danced about and clapped their hands. We know who has sweet soup and pancakes for dinner and who has cutlets. How amusing it is! Highly interesting, said the mistress of the robes. Yes, but hold your tongues, for I am the emperor's daughter. Heaven preserve us, they all said. The swineherd, that is to say the prince, only nobody knew that he was not a real swineherd, did not let the day pass in idleness, and he now constructed a rattle. When it was swung round, it played all the waltzes, gallops, and jig tunes which have ever been heard since the creation of the world. But this is superb, said the princess as she walked by. I have never heard final compositions. Go and ask him what the instrument costs. But let us have no more kissing. He wants a hundred kisses from the princess, said the lady-in-waiting. I think he is mad, said the princess and she went away, but she had not gone far when she stopped. One must encourage art, she said. I am the emperor's daughter. Tell him he can have ten kisses, the same as yesterday, and he can take the others from the ladies-in-waiting. But we don't like that at all, said the ladies. Oh, nonsense! If I can kiss him, you can do the same. 
Remember that I pay your wages as well as give you board and lodging. So the lady-in-waiting had to go again. A hundred kisses from the princess or let each keep his own. Stand in front of me, said she, and all the ladies stood round while he kissed her. Whatever is the meaning of that crowd round the pigsties? said the emperor as he stepped out onto the veranda. He rubbed his eyes and put on his spectacles. Why, it is the ladies-in-waiting. What game are they up to? I must go and see. So he pulled up the heels of his slippers, for they were shoes which he had trodden down. Bless us what a hurry he was in. When he got into the yard, he walked very softly, and the ladies were so busy counting the kisses, so that there should be fair play, and neither too few nor too many kisses, that they never heard the emperor. He stood on tiptoe. What is all this? he said when he saw what was going on, and he hit them on the head with his slipper, just as the swineherd was taking the eighty-sixth kiss. Out you go, said the emperor, for he was furious, and both the princess and the prince were put out of his realm. There she stood crying, and the swineherd scolded, and the rain poured down in torrents. Oh, miserable creature that I am, if only I had accepted the handsome prince. Oh, how unhappy I am. The swineherd went behind a tree, wiped the black and brown stain from his face, and threw away his ugly clothes. Then he stepped out dressed as a prince. He was so handsome that the princess could not help curtsying to him. I am come to despise thee, he said. Thou wouldst not have an honorable prince. Thou couldst not prize the rose or the nightingale. But thou wouldst kiss the swineherd for a trumpery musical box. As thou hast made thy bed, so must thou lie upon it. Then he went back into his own little kingdom and shut and locked the door. So she had to stand outside and sing in earnest. Ach, du lieber Augustin, allnist wiest weg. Alas, dear Augustine, all is lost, lost. End of section 41. Recording by Michelle Furlong.